This is MJ Acosta from the NFL Network, and you're listening to Lemon City Live. Lemon City Live is brought to you by Magic City Casino Highlight. The fastest game in the world has come to Magic City. We showcase the best features of the sport, combined with the -the state-of-the-art court, and the talents of our very own homegrown athletes, like myself, for a highlight experience like never before. Live Highlight returns to Magic City Casino in July 2019. But guys, remember, to live... What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. Don't say, don't say, all right, don't, no, don't say what? I don't say anything. Uh, thank you. I say, yo, what up, CD? All right, what up, Gusty? How's it going? How's it doing? How's it doing? How you doing? How you doing? I feel real good that we ain't yeah. got Edwin here. That Edwin. <laughs> God damn. Feet. You go, come on, bro. It's fish tank. It's Worst fish excuse tank. ever, man. Hey, man. Sometimes you got to clean your fish tank. All right. So, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yo, this past weekend was the most important weekend of the year. And what was that? What was the most important weekend of the year? Winter finally came to Winterfell, bro. Oh, <laughs> that is true. That's that's let the fans know what episode is. By the way, though, too, guys. Yo, episode one fifty five. One five five. That's right. I got my dude Tenard Davis. I don't know who I want to be, the Ice King or Thanos, right now. When I hear that noise. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know either. It feels like someday it'll come out here. I know who I am. Who are you? Whoever I don't know. Whoever gets the most lit. I don't know. <laughs> Neither one get the most lit. That Ice King ain't never talked. So that's true. And Thanos, he gives you like a calm as inspirational death. Yeah. Like you, you know you're about to <laughs> die. He's about to explain to you why you're about to die. Exactly. He's like a Bond villain. Yeah. Right? He just talks too much right right before he's about to do what he's got to do, and they figure it out. It's it, You know what? I was When you was texting me over the weekend, and I was saying this, it's Thanos in real life should have never lost. In never real lost. life, he should have never lost. He should have never. I mean. Yeah, in real life. In real life. Of course. In real life, he should never lost. Of course. But neither should have the Warriors against LeBron, and it still happened. That's true. Yeah, That's, that is Neither true. Neither should have the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons against uh, the Patriots. That's true. But, that but, but, but who are the Patriots? Are they the Patriots or the bad guys or the good guys? Uh, you know, I, in that instance, <laughs> it was kind of reversed where the good guys were Thanos. Yeah. I guess if you, it depends how you look at it. There, there were there are people out there that that sympathize with Thanos, and they actually say that he's right. Ah, those are some crazy muff freakers. Those, yeah, those are some he sadistic ass Fifty percent of the universe. They need to be going kick some rocks somewhere. Yeah, for real. But, but uh, yeah, man, welcome everybody to episode one fifty five. Yes, man. If you did, if you didn't notice, the NFL draft was this week as well. That, that so on a Thursday, real. and it went on Friday, and it went on Saturday, and they didn't want to keep compete against Endgame and Game of Thrones, so they stopped on Sunday. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. can only do so much. So every everybody in America. Did one of three things. And what's that? They watched the NFL draft. Uh huh. They watched Endgame. Uh huh. Or they watched Game of Thrones. They probably did all three. There are people yeah, that did, they, all did all three. Like me. Yeah, I'm, I did like all me. three. Yeah. yeah. If you're one of those people that did all three, shout out to you. you the have, trifecta. Yeah. That's that. This this part of your life was probably the most epic part of your life ever. This is the most entertaining weekend ever. Yeah. For yeah, sure. For a long time. Yeah. Like since the Matrix. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But I, I, I had a great weekend also. Also, man, yo, my Miami Dolphins, I like I like their draft. Yeah, the Miami Dolphins this year, I think they did a good job with their draft picks. They addressed the needs that they wanted when it came to the defensive line, and they got the uh, kid out of Clemson, Wilkerson. Is Wilkins correct or Wilkerson? Uh, Wilkins. Wilkins, okay. Wilkins. Yeah, uh, Wilkins. Because they, if if you're trying to – you win games on defense. That's the number. A, somebody told me a great offense can always be the great defense. I don't think so. I think a great defense yeah. can always be the great offense, especially when it comes to football. And what do you start it out? You start it out in a defensive line, and then you work your way back. Yes. So I mean, we've seen it. Remember that that Super Bowl where um, where Peyton Manning got his ass kicked against 
Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. You talk about you talk about just uh, when he was a Denver Broncos. When he was a Broncos. Yeah. 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 And also too the year that the Patriots lost against the the New York Giants when That's Michael right. Strahan and the, and the crew of those guys with uh, not Eagle, uh, Usum Yumer and uh, uh-huh. uh, uh, Justin Tuck. Yep. Those guys just wreaked havoc at the D line, and they was late. You know, Michael Strahan. I, I'm not sure exactly what draft he went in, what, what picked, but at the same time, they had a chemistry. Like no other. That's right. And they was able to capitalize and showcase like the front four made the back six or seven look great. That's right. That's right. But yeah, man, and that's uh, that's like you know one of those things that everybody says. Oh, defense wins championships or whatever. It's true. Though. But it's one of those cliches that actually turns out to be true most of the time. Yeah, you know true, what I mean? True. I want to think. I think that doesn't exist when it comes to basketball. Like basketball, you can have a great defense. Yeah. But if if you just got a, a guy like KD, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. just an alien. Yep. There's nothing you can do about it. He just can get it through the hole. In every, football. I mean, every now and then it is true in basketball. Like when the Detroit Pistons beat the Lakers in two thousand and four yeah, or whatever uh, it was. Yeah, but, uh, that was a great defense. That was a great defense. Detroit Pistons. But team. that's when Basketball still play like football. Them boys getting checked. Yeah. You know, the rest was them calling those booty calls. Yeah. <laughs> so it's now it's yeah, it's now more. They, they can't, they can't play yeah, it's the shooters, basketball anymore. shooters, man. Shooters, dog. Mm-hmm. Like shooters, shooters, shooters. And, you know, s- speaking of like shooters, the Dolphins shot. They shot and got Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, man. Cheap. Woo. Like super cheap. And, it was, and the Dolphins were smart because they waited. Yeah. They. Like the Arizona Cardinals, if they were smart, they would have got rid of Rosen way before the draft, and probably would have got a first round pick for him. Maybe, but they, because they they no they they could have got a second round pick, a late first round at the max, at the most, a twenty twenty draft pick, if I want to say that. Just, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, what Arizona was waiting, 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 and not, and they, I don't know how they forgot. It wasn't too many teams that needed quarterbacks this year. There New York, yeah. Redskins, and Dolphins. Yep. Nobody else needed a quarterback this year. So and, and both teams that picked ahead of Miami picked quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. Yeah. So they left them they left them really wide open. Yeah. And then when they drafted Kyler Murray, you can't have two first starting caliber quarterbacks on a team. And they exactly. shook them off and got a third and a fifth one. Yep. Yeah. So well Washington didn't pick ahead of Miami, but Miami knew that Washington would take Haskins. Yeah, they knew that be, so. it, because Haskins was technically the next best quarterback. Everybody else fell off. Exactly. They were trying to talk, you know, Drew Lockett into the first round and all those other guys. They yeah, were not first-round quarterbacks. The top quarterbacks were, and to be honest with you, Jones, Daniel Jones was a surprise. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yep, yep. But he, him going into the draft shook everything up. So when that happened, that helped, that helped Miami. Yeah, and it hurt Arizona. So True. the one thing I want to talk about is like how Josh Rosen was dealt a bad hand in Arizona because he, he had a bad offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. You know, a bad offensive line. I'm sorry. The only best thing he had over there was Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. You know, John, uh, the running back David was hurt. Johnson. David Johnson was hurt. He was the entire year. So what he was working with. Nothing so they they making him seem as if he was a he was going to be a bus. Yeah. And they and didn't look at what the things that he could do. And his uh his head coach was fired after that first season, yeah. after one season. Yeah. Yeah. So what how, what how, how do teams do that, bro? How can you how can a team just fire a coach after one season? Because they didn't want that coach in the first place. Okay, that they, makes sense. They didn't want him in the first place. They were just trying to it, it was a vacancy that needed to be taken care of. Okay, yeah. who was the next hot coach right now? All right, if he do if he does well, it makes it look great. But if he yeah. does, if he doesn't have a good year, we'll fire him. Yeah, and we'll get a coach that we really want. Yeah. And Kingsbury, who never was a head coach, he was an offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and he got a head coaching position. But I don't see. This is what's so funny. Did Arizona know they, have, they was going to have the first pick of the draft when they got him? Because remember, Kingsbury made that comment about. If he had a chance to get Kyler Murray, yeah, we'll draft him. Exactly. And everything just lined up perfectly. And he's yep. the head coach of Arizona. Arizona <laughs> has the first pick of the draft, and they end up getting Kyler Murray. Yep. So one thing that Rosen did that people are going to overlook and, and, and not and just throw it underneath the bridge is how he handled this whole situation. 
Just think about it. He's, he's been classy, man. He's, he's, he's handled it like a, like a grown-ass man. And people try to throw him under the bus when he came out in the draft a couple, uh, two there's years there's been ago. A lot of There's been a lot of people that have been trashing him, like even local guys here in Miami that have been trashing him, calling him a, a locker room cancer. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they didn't use those words, but that's pretty much that, what that they're saying. That sounds about right, they're paraphrasing yeah. it. Exactly. And one, one thing one person brought out uh, today when I was at uh, training at Highlight is name one person on the Arizona Cardinals mm-hmm. that came out and – advocate how good of a person Josh Rosen is. Yeah, a lot of, all his former teammates have done that. There's there hasn't been a single former teammate that has come out and called him an asshole or anything yeah. like that. None of yeah. those guys have. So the point the point is that it was the media. It was outside critics who were mm-hmm. tarnishing his his character yeah. and his skill set as a quarterback. So they were trying to assassinate his his overall game before he even had an opportunity. And being at Arizona and having that bad offensive line didn't help him. Going to Miami, I think it's going to resurrect his premature career. Yeah. I know it's his second year in, but this head coach who came from the uh, Patriots, he's looking for his Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. And if Josh Rosen is his Tom Brady, and he knows Josh Rosen is really – Low key in the in the pit of his belly is on fire. He wants to prove everybody wrong. That you, of course, you want to draft yeah. this guy. All right, I'm about to go to Miami and I'm about to take over this division. Yeah, I mean, and it's man. You usually, you know, they they always talking about how um, uh, Nick Saban's underlings never succeed when they I leave. Believe, when, they, uh, when they leave, leave Alabama, mm-hmm. I think the same was true about Bill Belichick's guys, right? Yeah, but. Brian Flores with this with this uh, draft has shown that I guess maybe he did learn a thing or two from, yeah. from uh, Bill Belichick, right? Yeah. So we'll see, man. I, I I like I like the moves that the Dolphins made. Chris Greer, he also did a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it called? I, I, a lot of people want to trash the Dolphins for keeping Chris Greer on as GM mm-hmm. because obviously you know he was there when the Dolphins were making trash de- trash decisions. decisions. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the guys that that did pan out for the Dolphins, those were Chris Greer's guys. Yeah. That he that he drafted, yeah. That he like stuck his neck out for. So, I think the Dolphins are finally in a place where they can't turn it around. You know what gets on my nerves when people want to be a GM, like when regular people want to be a GM. Yes. Like they want to say, "Oh, I would have made this move, or I would have yeah. made that move." Okay, look what division they in for one. Yeah. You know, you're going <laughs> against the Patriots every single year. Yeah. And you're trying to make moves as a general manager to because you think about the Patriots, you're not thinking about the the, the the New York Jets, you're not thinking about the Buffalo Bills, you're not thinking about those guys. You're thinking about yeah. the Patriots and how can I get this organization to play like the Patriot way? Yep. And, and it's hard. And it's funny because um, Bill Pe- Bill Belichick famously said that every year you're only really competing against eight teams. In the entire NFL. Yep. And, and 32 teams in the league, but you're really only competing against eight. eight. And that's what you got to build your team to beat, those eight teams that you're and really the, competing against. And the Patriots are always at the eight. They always yeah. do one. It's them, the Steelers, and the Chargers. Like, I, I got just the name in this division. Just yeah. to name a few with that in that conference. I'm sorry. And when you're trying to make these decisions and you don't have a quarterback and you're trying to rebuild your office alignment, and you're not trying to rebuild. Like, you rebuild. Each year was a rebuilding phase for the Dolphins. Yeah. I feel like. And you know, even though yeah. Tannehill, his 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 era here was sh- short-lived, each year was a rebuilding phase because he was either hurt yeah, or it he was, was hurt. Not, not that it was short-lived. It's just that it kept recycling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They kept, they kept having to rebuild because either either it was the offensive line or because of his injury or yeah. whatever, whatever it was. It just didn't work out for him. So it's – Rosen – to you listeners, to our to our Lemon City Live listeners, give Josh Rose an opportunity. Like, just, we got no place but to go up. And I say we, and this is why I say we, because I'm a Dolphins fans now. I put this on my Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I said, I mean, longest yeah. longest Josh Rosen is the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. I am a Miami Dolphins fan because I really want him to win. I really want him to win. And this is the yeah. first time I I actually. Picked a team, like root for, root for, rooting interest. Like I haven't rooted for a team since like Eddie George played for the Houston Oilers. Damn, like when he was a Houston, <laughs> not the Tennessee Titans, when he was a Houston Oilers. Houston Oilers. Man. So is so Josh Rosen, you Josh Rosen haters, give this man a chance because we can live with the Damarino facade 
and it'd be like, oh, we, we you're not, go, we're not going to find another Damarito. No, nah. like just Dolphins fans, just like just stop. Yeah, we got Josh Rosen. Yeah. He's a he's a quality quarterback. Let's support the dude before we throw him in the trash. Definitely. Y'all can y'all yeah, do man. that, please? Look, since Damarino, there's only been one other Damarino, and he's playing at Kansas City right now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I thought you were gonna say uh, Ray, uh, is it Jay Lucas? Jay Lucas. What the quarterback who played for the Dolphins? Uh, number, not Ray Lucas. Was it Ray Lucas? Quarterback, I, I guess. No, yeah, he was like what? like Jay Feeler. Like I thought you were gonna say like oh, throw out nah, a name like that. Out, nah, hell yeah, no, like bro. Jay Feeler was nice though. Jay, Jay Feeler was nice, man. He was just brittle. Jay Feeler was nice. He he, he had you know he had, I liked his mobility. He was like he, he was like Tony Romo before Tony Romo. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. He was. He was yeah. Tony Romo before Tony Romo. Jay Feeler. He just had a shitty team around him. And, Shitty but they line. made the playoffs. Yeah, but still. I like saying Jay Fila. Jay Fila. <laughs> I like saying this thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. But, yeah, bro, let's talk about the draft. Number one. Okay. Kyler Murray, dude. You know, like, I, I think uh, if you look at draft boards at the beginning of the season, he's the one that made the biggest jump from where he was projected before the season to where he actually ended up. I don't, I don't trust in these draft stocks no, no, and you all can't, that. You can't. Like since Trump became president, I don't <laughs> trust in no polls, bro. I don't, I don't trust no polls. Yeah, I don't believe in what they say out there because nobody yeah. knows the truth but the people who are out there making the truth. Yo, the devil is a lie. It's a lie. So <laughs> when everybody was trying to say um um Bosa was gonna be the first pick yeah. of the draft, I ain't believe it. Yeah, he was close number two. Yeah, he was number two, but he was number two. And, and speaking of number two, like say for instance they did draft Bolson. Yeah. It was no other team, I believe, that would have drafted Kyler Murray. At number uh where at whatever round whatever you pick think they the Giants would have still taken I don't think they would have took him. Uh Daniels? Uh see at six? You because think Giants still taken depending Daniels at on six? depending on what they think their a prototypical quarterback is. Yeah. They would have probably stuck with, with Daniels. Because do you think Kyler Murray would have fallen to the Dolphins? Uh, that's the only possibility I can believe. Or he could have went to the Redskins. You know, Dan Snyder is a he loved RG three. Yeah, he really, really did. I know those one of those picks that he wished he could have kept, but RG three talked himself and actually asshole himself out of the Redskins. Yeah, but if. Get another Heisman Trophy quarterback on your team that's mobile and can throw any kind of ball. He could have probably got drafted to the Redskins, but but the ref, the Redskins picked after the Dolphins. Yeah, but I'm saying that's if the Dolphins never got him. That's oh, what okay, I'm trying to okay. say. Yeah, if yeah, the yeah. Dolphins would be like, how are we going to we're going to go with the Josh Rosen thing yeah. because technically they wouldn't have went with it because they would have got uh, Bosa. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, I don't think I don't think that coach Flores. Mm-hmm. Don't I don't think he wants that style of quarterback. Personally, he's a defensive he's a defensive yeah, coach, right? That's true. That's true. So he may want something that's more prototypical. Yeah, and he's been with Tom Brady his entire career. He may want to get a similar quarterback to Tom Brady because he feels like at the end of the day, you're a quarterback. You got to throw wants, the ball. Yeah, he wants the defense to set up the offense. Off, offense. Yeah. And uh, back to your question, Gus. I'm not surprised that Kyler Murray was the first pick. Overall, just because of me either, his, his upside, Yo, and they, yeah. they they compared him. They saying it's not safe, to, it's not fair to compare him to Russell Wilson. Who the hell are you gonna compare him to? Then? Exactly, the same body type. They're 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 uh, off by like a quarter, a quarter inch, inch or something yeah. like that. Who, Doug Flutie? Yeah, no, no, not even. It's 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 Russell Wilson, Fran, or? Fran Tarkenton. <laughs> no, it is not the same. Not the same type of quarterback, man. Oh damn, that's a name drop, bro. Like that's not the same type. <laughs> All right, he's mobile. But no, it's not the yeah. same. It's either Drew Brees or Russell Wilson. Those not are the even only Drew two Brees, because Drew Brees don't, he don't run, and and Drew he, Brees he, he can scramble. Drew, scramble. He can scramble. Scramble and run, but Drew Brees does not scramble. Yeah. He manipulates the pocket. Yes. So yes. it's not technically a scramble. Yeah. So. But they did show. I saw. I saw a film where they show when um, Brees got how, on his tippy toes. Yeah. Yeah. How they manipulate the line. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To be able to see above the line of yeah. scrimmage, yeah. and they throw on their tippy toes. Yeah. And that's what he has to do because he's yeah. under 6'3". Yeah. So, uh, Kyler going number that's one, fair. I think, I, I was the best feeling. pick. And I really <laughs> I really think he can change. That division is weak. The, that, uh, the Cardinals division? Yeah, that division is weak. You know, you got them, you have the Seattle Seahawks, you got the San Francisco 49ers, 
and I can't think of who that last team is because the division is weak. So it's you have those teams, and it's always either Arizona. I'm sorry, it's always either uh, Seattle, and that's basically it. Yeah. So I, 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 on the top of my head, I want to know what that division is, man. That last team I'm forgetting right now. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if the, if it's there for the taking, you got to do everything. To, you got to do everything you can in order to put yourself in a position to come out of that division on top, man. Like, who who won that division last season? Uh, I don't even. So the last team was the Rams. The Rams won. Oh, the I, Rams, I, I, know, right. I don't know that's how I missed that. Man, that's me, on me. Me too. That's on me. I missed that, and that's why this the Rams. And the, see the thing about it, the Rams yeah, was we can't the, put the, those other teams in the same class as the yeah, Rams. Yeah, because why. they just they, they're that good. Like <laughs> they that just ran away with it's, that. It just ran away with it. Yeah. So that, to be honest, the the division still and weak, the, and they will again. The, uh, listen, you don't think so? I, I, it's, listen, it's hard to, to go back to back. That's a that's it's hard. Squad, to go, that's squad hard. Is, hard to, the only teams that the squad. only teams that's going back to back like that. It's always the Patriots. The Patriots. <laughs> it's always the Patriots, dog. And you made the Steelers probably. But who's gonna contest the Rams right now, man? There's no that like you said, the division is weak. So hey, the Rams are gonna take don't it sleep again. On, don't sleep on San Fran because they get Jimmy G back. That's true. I forgot about Jimmy G, and that's why they suck last and, season because they, they lost Jimmy G. They have a quiet. Like one of the they reasons. have a quiet nucleus over there that that. Uh, that they're building over there. Yeah. So John Lynch, you know, he's back there being like, uh, what's the guy from uh, Star Wars? The evil, the, the Emperor uh, Palpatine. Emperor, yeah, Emperor Palpatine. He's like <laughs> pulling the strings. Things, yeah, shit. pulling the yeah. strings, getting things working. Yeah. And they did just draft Nick Bosa. That's gonna help out their defense. Yeah, you win. That's where you win games at. Yeah. That's where you win games. And no team in the NFL wants the top two, top three picks. They don't. Unless you, you don't, uh, you don't they if don't you don't hit it. a home run, you don't get value. You, but see, they don't want it. But at the same time, they don't have to give up as much money as well, my years when I played. When you had to give up so much guarantee. Who was the last one to make that much money? Was it um uh, Brad Stafford? I'm um, not Brad. Uh, 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 Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. Sam yes. Bradford. He, he was, was the last one. person. He got fifty. Oh damn, bro. Fifty. That's, fifty, and yep. then he got another fifty, mm-hmm. and he got a hundred. That guy was a thief. He he no he, he was a robber, <laughs> bareface with no gun, just a football. <laughs> and told them to give me the money or my throw this ball and hit you in the face. It's like I like, give it to you. We ain't got no quarterback. Yep. The Vikings gave it to him. The Rams had no choice but to give it to him. Yeah, man. Oh, that's crazy, man. How that guy made so much money. The Eagles gave it to him. Yeah, they they paid him too. Yeah, the Eagles paid him too, and that's the year they drafted uh, Carson Wentz. Ah, okay, that's right. And then they traded nice, him, man. Yeah, cut that check. Must be nice, bro. I should have been a field goal kicker, <laughs> but a field goal kicker like out of Venom Terry. Oh hell that yeah! That you can play that's for what I, That's 20, what I would have been. Twenty years, bro. Yep. Twenty, not ten, not fifteen. Twenty years. So, say for instance, his average yeah. salary, average. I wonder who's. Three million dollars a year. I wonder who's the highest paid kicker of all time. Like, who's made the most money as a kicker? Adam Vinatieri. Yeah, Adam Vinatieri. I'm 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 confident wonder, that he's. I wonder how many Hall of Famers he's made more money than. That's see, it's not too many Hall of Famers that were played in this era that was killing it, making millions and millions. Well, that that played in his era then. Morton Anderson. Only Shit, person more, but see, Adam Vinatieri, he, Adam Vinatieri, like. He got paid, 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 bro. Yeah, because like, he has clutch, man. Paid, paid, paid. So, I, I can I can say easily he probably has eighty million, That's and nice. I'm lowballing him. I'm lowballing him because if he played, he played for twenty years. Yeah. Woo. Average three million. That's nice. Yeah. So, who, I wonder who's the first. Who's the, there was a kicker drafted in this this year. The highest, the only, the last first round kicker was I know Ray Guy, and then I think uh, Janikowski. I think Janikowski, Janikowski was a first was, was a first round pick. He he was he just retired. He All was right. one of those guys that he was a the, the Raiders didn't have a need that year, so why wouldn't we just draft the damn kicker in the first round? Those two kickers drafted this year, both in the fifth round. Tampa Bay took. Matt Gay at a at a Utah mm-hmm. and Cleveland took Austin Siebert out of Oklahoma. In what round? In the fifth? Fifth. Both were in the fifth. And when you drop kickers, man, like you just want to bring competition. Yeah. 
Because you you will pay them, you know, roughly like 50, 50K. That's the, that's the sign of bonus. And then if you make the team, then make the team. If not, okay, we, we still got our kicker. Exactly. It's really just a drop in the bucket. It's yeah. not dropping the bucket. But Kick, why, kickers are like bottle water. Why Why in the fifth round? Why don't you wait till the seventh? Why don't you wait as a free agent? Yeah. I, that's, I, I agree. Why waste a draft, a draft on pick a, on a kicker? You got a defensive lineman out there that you could choose. You got a yeah. running back. You got a receiver. You got a tight end. You got an offensive lineman, but you go kicker. Yeah. That, see, but that, that that technique, when you're drafting in the fifth round like that, you really don't have a need anymore. I think that, like you just said, it was Tampa Bay and it was so what, though, Cleveland Browns. Yeah, at that point, you're just building depth, I guess, right? And yeah, but you, and you never know one of those guys could end up being like fucking Tom Brady was drafted in the sixth round. I agree. You know? I agree. But you're not going to draft a quarterback when you already have Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, Baker, May, Baker Mayfield doesn't want competition. Oh, no. Because he's just that good. Yeah. I'm a huge. Yeah, if you can't tell, I'm a huge Baker Mayfield. Oh, fan. we can tell. We we could tell last last uh, Man, offseason. Bro, I want Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I want the Cleveland Browns to s- destroy that division, meet the Patriots, beat the Patriots, and beat whatever team that's coming from the NFC. That'd be nice. That'd be. Cool. And I want <laughs> I want OBJ to run to catch a limo to the New York <laughs> Giants Stadium and drop his yeah. Super Bowl ring at the front door and say, "Y'all can have it. I'm gonna get another one." That'd be nice. Something that y'all guys couldn't do when I was here. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you think it will? Do you think Giants couldn't win because of their own uh, incompetence, or do you think the way that um, that OBJ kind of handled himself in that locker room has something to do with I it? I think too? the Giants are trying to figure out who they are because they just drafted a quarterback, six overall pick, man. Yeah, dude. I I I like the pick. But and, at and the same after, time, I don't like the pick. After saying that Eli Manning had a good season and all that shit that they were saying. Yeah, after he said Eli Manning is not on a downhill, yeah. uh, his game is not on a downhill, he yeah. still has a lot of years <laughs> to play. But you draft the quarterback six overall. Yeah. Like, And they try to compare to when Aaron Rodgers was drafted with the Green Bay Packers. But Aaron Rodgers was a 20th, like a late first-round pick. He wasn't a sixth pick overall. Exactly. So your expectations for Daniel Jones is to compete for that starting position or for you're sure. waiting for Eli Manning to have a hiccup and you throw him in. Or you're waiting for the fans to say, Daniel, 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 yep. you throw him in. Exactly. That's it's, what they want. That's, of course, what they want. But, but what's going dra- to happen when he sucks, though? Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> exactly. And But I looked at his film. He's not a bad quarterback, but he had a lot of big games against – low low tier teams Wake yeah. Forest Temple like teams that you gotta throw 300 yards against Yeah, you gotta throw four touchdowns against if you don't cause he played bad against us he didn't play good when he played against Miami yeah no he didn't so it's the Giants see something that the other scouts didn't because well, a lot they, of people feel like you got him in the second round they, were com- they compare this guy to like Ryan Tannehill that's a bad comparison you don't want to compare him to Ron Tannehill. Yeah. Tannehill, Tannehill came Wait, in. was it him? Fuck, now I don't remember if it was him. If, it, if, if, if it's, if it's not, if it's Tannehill, that was a bad comparison. Yeah. But to be honest with you, I can believe you because his the way he moves, the way he throws, uh-huh. and the jersey number two kind of make you think that. <laughs> uh, he he has a resemblance of Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill was not a bad quarterback. I just want to make sure I say that. He was not. He was injury prone. Yeah. When he was healthy, he put up numbers. He did. Yeah. He did. But he, I he feel had, like he had nice games. He has nice he had nice games. I personally felt like the Giants reached, but I'm not a they GM. Did. So I'm not gonna I just said a second ago, I don't want to be yeah. the guys that try to be a GM. Yeah. They address the need that they think they're gonna have to address going into the regular season. Exactly. That's the thing, man. All these GMs and uh these coaches out there, man, they have forgotten more football shit than I will ever know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. who am I to second guess what, what they do? I'm not in the war room. I'm not the scouts that go around eight months out of the year looking at these these talents. Yeah. And then you got to convince the GM or the player personnel guy to draft this guy. I'm, I'm sure the GM or the owner of the team makes the final call, but they want the head coaches to buy into this guy. It, yeah. It, you're not going to draft him six overall not to sit the bench. Eli, you already know you, the, 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 the writing is on the wall, brother. You know you was a first overall pick. 
That's right. When he, you came in and, and Kurt Warner was in front of you for that brief millisecond. Yep. And then they threw you into the fire. That's right. Because Kirk Warner <laughs> couldn't find his ass from a damn broom. <laughs> you know? And he fallen in the end zone. It's going to happen, man. It's inevitable. Yeah. And they know it's going to happen. Yeah. Because they get got rid of OBJ. Yep. The tight end that they got, uh, Ingram, mm-hmm. is – I'm still trying to figure out if he can is – he is he a football player? Or he's trying to be like OBJ as a tight end. You know, it's yeah. – the only best thing they got is Saquon. Man. And – that guy, he's gonna he's gonna carry that team for but through the hard times. But how long though? Cause look at AP. Yeah. AP AP can't AP. He got he got another deal. Yeah. But AP has ran through the wall, and we don't we don't have AP of two thousand and nine and ten. We got AP one foot in, one foot out the door. Yeah. So Saquon Barkley is well, hopefully. You, They'll only ask that of him for like two seasons max. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they can rebuild. But while, a, a running back, a running back lifespan is a good one. Like him, it's five years. Yeah. Playing like that, playing a high level like that before the wear and tear of the run through that middle gets gets a hold of you. That's unfortunate, man. Because Saquon is so dynamic, man. He's yeah. So much fun to watch. If the Giants really care about his overall game, like the, the longevity, they would find a way to make him a decoy more than a bowling ball yeah because obviously teams are gonna you know go into the box you gotta respect yeah you get you're gonna have to respect saquon you know yeah make him a decoy every now and then you you know you let, you let him hit a homer and this is why i think daniel jones is going to start too because they have a like you, you think you, he's gonna start not the game one but okay. once he do start they're gonna feed saquon of course, and and, you got and, him. and 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 spoon feed the playbook to Daniel Jones. That's that's what you do with young quarterbacks. Now he went to Duke, so he got to be smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got to be smart. That's debatable. He got when he was talking on camera uh, on the draft. He he looked like he was space like spacey a little bit. Yeah, he looked like he was spaced out. Yeah, just a little bit. Damn, I don't want to overthink that. I mean, but Duke Duke is not a big like. Uh, what they call it, like a big campus, is it? It's not. A, it's not like they don't get it a looks, lot of. It's old fashioned. It looks like it, old it looks like old, like an old Catholic church, like <laughs> yeah. a big old Catholic church. That's right. And if you look at I mean, even their their uh, basketball arena, yeah, is is small. It's why like, would you? Why who want to go to Duke? I don't. I don't As get an athlete, it. I don't get how they how they get people there. How they got to where they're at? <laughs> how they get how they get the sixth pick overall to go to that school? Woo. Apparently, he wasn't even scouted, man. Like his. That's crazy. As a scout, talking about out of high school, like they just missed the ball on him. That's crazy when that happens, man. And you think of all the struggles that the Canes have had at QB position. And they could have had this guy. Yeah, Matt uh, Daniel Jones. Yeah, the next uh, Brock Berlin or and Brock Berlin hey, or man. Ken Dorsey. Brock Bro- Berlin was nice, man. Brock Berlin was alright, bro. I I was a, I was a fan of Brock Berlin. Brock Maybe it was just his name was cool. I, I guess. To be honest, <laughs> Derek Crudup. If Derek Crudup would have got a chance to play, Derek Crudup would have played very well, man. Yeah. He was the, he was Russell Wilson before Russell Wilson. Oh, damn. He was. He was really nice. And I hate. I don't want to get make it a racial thing. I don't want to do that. Okay. I don't. But, but I want to say it's the truth. <laughs> they they saw him as a black quarterback. He was yeah. just running around making plays, but not understanding that's what the game was going to. Yeah. And that if they would have, if they would have changed the game to, to his to his like to his qualities, we probably would have won that. Ch- <laughs> Let me go. I don't know how we switched to Miami, but it's all good. Look, that game when we was losing against Ohio State, yes, and Ken got hurt. Uh, he got thrown down. I think he hurt his hand, and Derek Crudup went in. I just knew Derek was gonna do a quarterback sneak and win the game, bro. I just knew yeah. they was gonna do it. I just I felt like the coaches go call that play and let this man be the hero. Man, they ran the ball to uh, Jared Payton, got tackled. Yeah. And then Ken Dorsey came back in, and I think he tried to throw the ball to Eric Winston, and Eric falling on the ground and he couldn't catch it. And then the next play, uh, God bless the dead, uh, Will Not, Smith. Oh, okay. And uh, another uh, person for the Ohio State got through and sacked Dorsey, and the game was over. Yep. Derek Crudup, <laughs> you would have won that game for us, bro. I know you would have. Well, speaking of the Canes, man, they had five guys drafted. None in the first round. None in the first None round. None on the no. first day. None in the first day. No, the highest was Sheldrick Redwine to the Cleveland Browns in, in the fourth round. Yeah. So I'm sure he's happy. 
Doesn't man, Cleveland, they got a lot of canes on that team. Yeah, dude. and I thought only when Butch was there, that's what they was doing it. But yeah, you know, they like they like a Joku, and they and like Joku's nice. Yeah, man. they like if if Joku can improve his hands, yeah, and catch more balls, man, he'd be unstoppable. They like David Johnson too. Uh, I'm sorry, Duke Johnson. Duke I said Johnson, David Johnson. Duke. I said David Johnson. We just got to talk about him. <laughs> they like Duke over there, but they like Duke. But they end up they they got they got Chubb, they got yeah. Hunt, they got they paid Duke two years ago. Yeah, they paid Duke two years ago, and then, and then they I, drafted Nick Chubb. Yeah, then they got Nick Chubb. Well, because he was they're available. running back heavy right now. That's a good problem to have. It but is. you only keep you only keep technically, technically, technically. Yeah, you keep four of your roster, and that fourth can either be an H back. I mean, look at uh, that's what um, that's what uh, the Patriots do, man. They have like I don't know how many running backs on their squad. They got the they technically got a lot. see, but like none of them none of them are good fantasy players. Yeah, because they rotate. Of, they rotate so much. Yeah, but and they all and they all for the most part stay pretty healthy. But red wine, I think that's I, enough. That's where he fit at. That's where he fit. Yeah, he he fit. The Michael Jackson went to. Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, yeah. And he so did Joe Jackson. Joe Jackson too. Mm-hmm. Jackson brothers up in Dallas. Yep. It's they went those those guys went exactly what they was projected at. Yeah. Now we had no first round picks this year. Nah, nah. And we won't have one for a for a minute. I think. Yeah. The, I think the next first round pick to me, if he if he plays anything like Baker Mayfield, is Tate Martell. Tate Martell, yeah. If he balls out, yeah, of course. If he plays anything like Johnny Manziel. Yeah, he will be a first round pick. I can see that because this his game is his attitude, his swag, his game is it it resembles those two quarterbacks. Yeah, and if I was him, I would accept that and try to take it to the next level. Because of course you don't you don't want to be associated with you know those guys to a certain extent. You want to be your own quarterback. Yeah, but they both won a Heisman. Mm-hmm. They both were drafted in the first round. They That's both right. were mobile. They both improvised. And they both changed the culture of their teams. Both guys did. Yeah. We don't our co- we don't have an identity. That swag shit is played out. To me. Yeah. I mean, that is what it's played out. You, Especially because none of the guys live up to it. And we're not winning. Exactly. So he can create his own legacy and mm-hmm. his own stick. How many guys do you think are recruited thinking that they're gonna be the guy that brings the swag back to the Canes? Thinking it, every yeah. single one of them. Believe it, none of them. That's two different things. None of them believe that they can because, do it? Because like, when you, it's another thing to think that you're the best. Yeah. But when you get out there and then you get hit in the mouth by a Florida State or a Alabama, you're just like, man, I don't know. Damn. I don't know. The I, doubt, I, the, you think, the, yeah, that doubt creeps in? The, 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 it, do I supposed to be at the University of Miami? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Is the swag for real? I got the turnover chain, but I got a I got a, a a tip drill interception. Yeah. You know, it's no. I love my. Of course, I love my canes. Of course. Of course, I want these guys to succeed. But instead of trying to act like we got swag, go and create the swag. Yep. You know, I, I'm okay with a head coach doing what he's doing. With the boat on the yard, with the yard, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm okay with that because mm-hmm. he's trying to re- get recruits. Yeah, I want the players to just to go out there and just hit motherfuckers. The, in the players, power. yeah, the players got to do it, man. They, they got to do it themselves because it sucks. And that's not, a, all the former Kings. That's what that's how they did it, dog. When I watched the draft and I saw nobody from Miami going the first day, I, I was kind of sick. Yeah, the first day, like at least pick number thirty-two. Yeah, like the the, the, the second day at least. Like f- the first, second, the f- first couple of picks in the second round, I can deal with that. They just couldn't creep enough because they didn't have first round qualities, or the teams didn't have a need for him at that particular moment. But nobody, bro, fourth, fifth, and then everything else was some downhill. But let me tell you what, man. Even though even though these guys didn't go early, mm-hmm. there's I think they're still gonna be hell of NFL players. Yeah, they, I think they're gonna be contributors. They they have the right teams. Kane's and, always for some reason. Underperforming, not not always. Ever since they they fell yeah, off. Yeah, I get where you're going. Man, they, they, for some reason, underperforming college, and then they get to the NFL and then played and they played six to ten years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. It's uh, I don't know what the the, the the blame that on. I think thinking too much. You know, once you get to the NFL, 
you're, you're, it's all about you now. It ain't no more classes. Yeah. It ain't no more study hall. It ain't no more, you know, this the, the mundane of being a college athlete. Now you're just a professional football player. Yeah. And that little thing can psychologically can adjust your game. You can focus on the things that you wish you could have focused on when you was in college. So you, do you think that can also have a net negative effect on some players out there? Like maybe they all the free time fucks with their heads or yeah, something like, like that? Yeah, like Johnny Manziel. That's true, Johnny, Monze Johnny, uh, Johnny Manziel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. even you get a tongue twister trying to say it. He That's has right. so much free time on his hands. Let's just call him Johnny Football. Yeah, I like Johnny Manziel. He's not Johnny Football no more because he's not playing football. That's true. He has so much free time in his hands. Instead of working on his game, my dog wanted to get a drink. Yeah. My dog wanted to go to Vegas. He wanted to do this. He wanted to do that. Now he wish he would have been able to work on his game now the way he's working on it now when he was in the NFL. Yeah. So it's being a professional athlete, it's, it's harder than what you think it's, because your body is a business. Yeah. You have to take care of your body. And a lot of college athletes go into the NFL thinking, oh, because I'm just a, a great football player. I'm going to play 10 years. I'm going to get this contract. My cousin Frank Gore ain't played whatever since 2004. And to now, just because he's a great athlete, Frank is a Frank is a, Frank is a good athlete with, with a great determination. Yeah. And I know that sounds crazy. Frank was never the fastest. He was never the strongest. He was never the most powerful guy. He was not the big guy. Mm -hmm. But he always did the small things right. So he did. That makes him a great athlete when it comes to those aspects. But when it comes to his overall built, he's good. Sometimes yeah. good works. Yeah. Great only lasts for so long. They say greatness like is 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 like LeBron James and all that. Of course, LeBron James is a, a specimen. He's different. Kevin Durant is a specimen. It, that's that's say a great football player. Like some of those guys are are born with the ability to be great and also have that great mentality. And exactly. that's when you become exactly one of the goats. Because if my cousin I mean? if my cousin Frank was the fastest, the strongest, would he still be Frank Gore? Maybe not. If he never had those knee injuries, would he still be Frank Gore? Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. So uh, if you go at the same mind, if these college athletes go in the same mindset as a rookie, as thinking like a veteran, yeah. They'll play, they'll play for easily, at a minimum, five years. I know that ain't a lot, mm -hmm. but you got your pension, you got your second contract, yeah. and you're good. Yeah. So, obviously, you know, all these rookies, they're all coming into these mini camps, these training camps or whatever, mm -hmm. and they're hearing all this information. Mm -hmm. All this stuff, they hear it, mm -hmm. right? So, what is it that? What is it about? Is it just being young and dumb that it goes in out in one year, not the other, or something like that? That why why doesn't it stick with some of these guys? Because they don't think they're going to be the guy that's going to play only for a year and get cut. Mm. Every I was one of those guys. Yeah. You feel like you're going to come in, you get, you make the team, and you're going to be on the team for the next six years, and not understand the business aspect of the of the league. Yeah. Not understanding each year your job is it not each year each Tuesday. Each Tuesday, your job is trying to get being taken by player player development or not player development. Yeah, player development. Yeah. So the guys who understand it are the guys who have the major chip on their shoulder. That they wake up the same time, they eat the same food, they go with the same regiment. They understand that I'm playing like I'm about to get a pink slip every single day. And they last the longest. And hopefully these college athletes think like this, the late right, like Red Wine and, and, and Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, they think like that. And they'll be able to play easily, like I said, for a minimum five years. Hopefully, man. It would be nice to see some some pro canes replacing the ones that are on their yeah. way out. You know what I'm saying? In, in, NFL, bro, the cliche is not for long. Yeah. And that, that's one thing. <laughs> That's spoken so true. Yeah, man. Especially What's now. Average lifespan of an NFL player is what? Like three, three and a half years, three right? Three years. Three years. That's crazy. And they do their best to get you only three years so because they don't want to give you your pension. Uh -huh. They do their best, man. man. They I, didn't do their best. I didn't even think about that. I never even thought about that. Yeah. That aspect of it. Yeah. That's crazy. Who pays the pension? Is it the team that you the teams you paid for? Is it the league? How does that work? That's a great question because I really don't know. 
I'm a, I, what I will assume because I remember vaguely them speaking about it when I had uh, our union meetings. Mm-hmm. I believe the f- team you play for the most, okay, picks up the, pers- the the highest percentage of your pension, and then the next team does, and then from there that's it. Once you get to three years, three games, you automatically qualify, and I think. When you turn fifty three, when it when it kicks in, you get forty three hundred dollars a month for the rest of your life. No, ain't a lot of money, but each hey, year it goes up. Yeah. So so if you play for five, if you play for four years, then it's I think it's five thousand, and then it's six thousand. I think the yeah. highest you can go for your pension is twelve thousand dollars a month for the rest of your life. Like Vinny Testaverde gets that. That's not bad, man. And he gets his uh four hundred one k. Yeah. All right, that's pretty decent, dude. That's you, people go to college to get paid that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So can't complain, especially if you're already retired and you're not working for them. Yeah, and you're already a millionaire too. Exactly. You ain't working for nothing. You just that's <laughs> peanuts you're grabbing. Exactly, man. Uh, well, paying spe- for your habit. Exactly, man. Well, speaking of guys that are trying to make a squad, we've got Anthony Johnson from FIU, man. Anthony Johnson, you know he. Uh, he really broke out this past season. Mm-hmm. So let's hear from him now, Anthony Johnson. All right, everybody, we are here with Anthony Johnson, former defensive tackle, defensive lineman for your FIU Panthers. How's it going, Anthony? It's going pretty good. How you guys doing? Doing good, Anthony. Doing good, Anthony, man. I want to start off congratulating you for making the NFL. Brother, I know it's exciting. I know you, I heard you got a kid, right? Yes, sir, I do. Four man, years old. Four years old, and I know right now – your, you and your family on cloud nine right now, so I want to congratulate you on that, brother. Of course, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, Anthony, you know, it's, it's been a, a quite a journey for you, I'm sure. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what brought you to FIU? Uh, well, originally, I was honestly on my way. Um, I had just got an offer to Wake Forest, and um, I was probably going to end up there, and then you know, FIU came along, and um, I met Coach uh, P, Coach Andre Patterson, and and I fell in love with him, man. That man could sell you a rock, I promise. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, he, he was just a great dude. Yeah, he, he man, he was a great dude. You know, I, he welcomed me like I was one of his kids, man. You know, he was always consistently talking to me. It was every single day. He, we were on the phone like within the rules when we could be. You know, but um. You know, he was just so consistent, like, just some of the guys that um, he had coached and that um, he allowed me to talk to and all that. And and in his previous years, um, I just fell in love with him. So that's pretty much what brought me to FIU, pretty much. So you have a 912 area code. Where is that from? Uh, Camden County, Georgia. Okay, so you're from Camden County, Georgia. So I, I, I actually live in Georgia myself, man, and I work down here in Miami. So being a Georgia talent, and coming to Florida because I overheard you say you was going to Wake Forest, and Wake Forest does recruit heavily in Georgia. Meeting with Butch Davis, you was in the transition years. How was Butch Davis yeah. to you as a, a mentor, and how did he help you develop as a overall football player? Man, he was a great coach, man. When he came in, like, it, this guy is like a defensive line guru, you know? Like, there would be days where we'd be at practice and, you know, We'd be doing pass rush drills, uh, say. And, um, you know, I'll work a pass rush move and he'll pull me to the side. And then, you know, we'll start to work, you know, two-man moves. So, like, with the defensive tackle and the the defensive end versus the center guard and tackle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'll start working moves and stuff. And, and, you know, he's like, okay, well, what if you think if if you do this move right here and then, you know, you can come underneath or you can counter with this move, what do you think about trying that? Like, and he would just come up with Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would just come up with things on the spot and just, like, pick at my brain mm-hmm. so I can just, like, figure out, like, the small details. And it was just an amazing thing. And and he could do it on the football field and, and also oh, in the film room at the same time. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because I was recruited by Butch Davis when I was in high school. I'm going to give him my age now. I was recruited in 2001, <laughs> and I went to Miami Southridge. And that was uh, Butch Davis last year at the University of Miami. So, you know, when I met him, I met him at the Nike camp. Uh, the upcoming seniors, and he already knew who I was. I was, it was, you know, me and Trail Rowe and actually Sean Taylor, God bless the dad. We actually went upstairs. Uh, Coach Andrew Swayze brought us upstairs to go talk to him, 
And, you know, he's like, hey, oh, hey, you guys, you know, we're, we're thinking about recruiting you. And, you know, it's just <laughs> I remember that moment. It was just so sheer. And the University of Miami itself, was a, it wasn't as big as it is now when it comes to the campus, like the equipment room and the weight room and uh, the football room. But just remembering that moment, being in his office, uh, I knew for a fact he was going to be a great coach in high school, correction, uh, college or NFL, not knowing that he was going to the NFL that next year to the Cleveland Browns, but I knew yeah. he was going to be a great coach. Now, speaking of NFL, you know, do you have an agent? I do. His name is Justin Hunt. Um, okay. Uh, and did he tell Ohio. you? Did he tell you uh, where were you going to land when it came to the draft? No, nah, I mean there was a lot of talks um, everywhere. Honestly, you know, there was a lot of guys from the NFL Network to just you know small different things. You know, just there were some that were saying I was going to end up going fourth round, some mm -hmm. six, seven, some priority free agent. So uh, it was just everywhere. Yeah, so it was you know some of the teams. Some of the teams that were heavily interested was one was Tampa, mm -hmm. um, then it was Buffalo, Cleveland, um, and Oakland. So, okay, so they they had you everywhere. You didn't know exactly where you want to go, but getting that yeah. phone call, you know, because you see day one, day two, day three, and day three comes, you 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 didn't get that phone call, and I know you had anxiety right. because you had your, your your child in the background. You was thinking about, hey, what I'm gonna do if I don't get that phone call? You know, do I have to go work a regular job? Like, what do I have to do? I know that moment because I was a free agent. Tell me how right. did it feel to see that eight one three area code number pop on your phone, pop up on your phone. It, it was actually my agent who they had called my agent actually. Okay. And um and, and spoke with him. Okay. Um, the draft that went by. Uh, of course, I was down because you're absolutely right, man. Because at the end of the day, I've been doing all this just so I can take care of my family. And mm -hmm. that's all that I cared about. Just mm -hmm. so I can take care of my, my parents, my older brother, and my son. And, and that's all I ever wanted to do. Mm -hmm. You know, you and feed then, that gut, man. You know, I, I, I had my family with me and everybody. And, and, you know, I didn't get that call. And I was just down because, you know, everybody was so happy for me. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody was happy that I was going through this process. And I just felt like, I always felt like I didn't have a choice but to make it because everybody had put in so much for me. Mm -hmm. You know, my brother made sacrifices. My parents made sacrifices. Everybody's made so many sacrifices. For, you know, my son had to spend four years barely seeing his dad, oh, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm yep. down there in Miami and, you know, he's all the way up here. So, like, my, my son had to spend all that time, you know, not being able to see me. You know, thank God I'm finally back home. But, you know, I was on my way home because we had – um we had my uh, draft party over um, at what you could say pretty much my second family's house. Okay. Uh, we had my draft party over there, and I was on my way back home. And, you know, right as soon as the draft ended, my agent was like, listen, keep your head up, stay positive. You know, something's going to happen. And then I was on my way back home, and five minutes later, lo and behold, he called me, and he was like, look, you got something with Tampa Bay. You know, it's not um, – it's not where we wanted to go, but, you know, it's an opportunity. And that's all I ever wanted. I just wanted an opportunity. I wanted a chance to get my foot in the door. You know, regardless if it was a free agent deal or not, it's, it's on me at this point. You know what I'm saying? So but if I don't make it, I know, it, but, I, I know it's on me at this point. But doesn't that, like, when I, when I didn't get that phone call and, and I knew I was better than the guys that were drafted, it lit a flame in my ass. Like, you not uh, yeah, getting that yeah. phone call. Like, did that make you angry and, 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 and upset that you know for a fact that you can, you can get drafted, but you want to prove those other 32 teams you should have drafted me? Of course, of course, always. And, and, and it's, it's always been that way for me, you know, and, and, and a lot of people don't understand because of the last two years that I've had. A lot of people don't understand that, you know, with the last time I was, I was overlooked a lot, with the, even with the last staff. You know, I didn't play my first three years. Mm -hmm. I didn't play until Coach Davis came in because I was always overlooked. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm taking this as another, okay, I'm being overlooked again. So now I just got to do what I did the past two years and, and, and prove it to everybody that I'm worth something. Yeah, yeah. What is it about Coach Davis that uh, – that what did he see in you to give you that playing time? Or what did you, what did you change? Man, I was on my way out of the door. I was on my way out of the door. <laughs> I, remember, I, I was. I, I promise you I was. And I remember this conversation with my head string coach, Coach Chad Smith. You know, he brought me into his office after that season that Turner had got fired. He brought me into his office. He said, man, you know, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you know, and, and I always looked at Coach Smith as a big brother also. But he was like, I, I, really, I really don't know what to say to you. Like, you know, it's 
ultimately it's your choice. But, you know, and then so Coach Davis came in and Coach Smith brought me back in. It was a couple more things. Coach Smith brought me back in. He said, look, he said, this is God giving you another opportunity. He said, he's giving you a chance to redeem yourself. And he said, you need to take it. So, I mean, that's what I did. You know, Coach Davis came in and he sat me down. He was like, look, the last staff left a bad, bad report on you, but everybody starts fresh with me. Everybody has a fresh start with me. Sounds Nobody like has Coach a Davis. start. Everybody starts new. So, mm-hmm. it was like, he was like, I would love for you to be here. You're a veteran guy. You've been here for the past three years. You know the system. You know this team. You know this school. So, you know, it was, it would it suck for me to lose you. So, you know, I, I took that and I, I ran with it. <laughs> yeah. And best decision you made, I believe. So, on my end, and it's – I want to ask you this question. I want to give you a, a test. When you when you go to Tampa Bay, when, is it this weekend coming up, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Uh, May 8th. May 8th? I, I leave May 8th. Okay, yeah. May 8th. That's, so that's uh, next week on a Wednesday. Yes, sir. Who was the first person you think you need to talk to when you get to that organization? Special teams coach. Oh, you damn right. <laughs> You damn right because because I, I'm gonna give you a nugget right now, bro. Because I, I work at NFL Network as well, and yes, I I try to I was a practice squad guy in the NFL, and I only had one season when I was on the active roster. And a lot of uh-huh. a lot of people who come in as a free agent don't understand. It ain't about the 53 man roster; it's about the 46 man right. roster. Because right. the 53 man roster, you're technically a healthy scratch. And you're, and you're one player away from injury on, like, uh, you know, a 23-man guy or a guy who plays a lot from getting yourself cut so they can come in and re- get somebody that plays that same position that he did or uh, because he was hurt. So I'm glad you made that, you answered that, because when you get into the building, be genuine and go talk to that special team coach and let him know that you're going to be the biggest, baddest MFer on that special teams and tell them that you can play any part of the special teams because that's going to get you on the 46-man roster. Because I want a guy like you because I, I feel your pain, bro. I really do. Because it's it's tough when you have to always prove yourself over and over and over and over again and you're looking for that opportunity to say, hey, let me just showcase, bro. Like, give me the opportunity. Right. And I want you to personally go out there and destroy rookie minicamp. Like, destroy right. it. Right. Yeah, I mean, and, and- – you know, like like I was telling, because, you know, my boys Anthony Wayne was with the Jets now. Um, my man Michael Wakefield uh, a couple of years ago played for FIU also. He's up in the Canadian League now. Okay. Both of them called me and both of them were like, listen, go straight to the special teams coach. And me, I have experience on special teams. My um, my redshirt freshman year, my redshirt junior, my, my redshirt sophomore year, um, I was straight uh, straight special teams player. Like I said, I didn't get any um, opportunities to play defensive-wise, but I played Field goal, uh, kickoff return, punt, punt return. I was on everything. So I mean, I have that experience, and and I don't have a problem with it. You know, if if I got to start out on special teams at first, my first couple of years in the league, then so be it. Because but whenever I get my opportunity, I'm going to take that opportunity. Yep, and you're gonna be getting a check too. You'll be yes, getting sir. a check. <laughs> you know, right. get your three get your three years and three games in, then you automatically qualify for pension, and then the right. rest is up to you. Once you get that rookie contract out the way. And you can go to the table and demand more money. You know, it's yes, sir. I, 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 the NFL is made up of fifth, sixth, seven round, and free agent guys. You know, every first, a lot of it's more first round busts than third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round guys. Believe it or not. Uh-huh. So when you come in, they really want to get a nugget out of. They want to find a diamond in a rough. And for you, right. I think it's important that you chose the. I don't know what other team options you had, but if you had other options, I hope you picked the right one because, you know, whatever you do when it comes to OTA, it's it's a phase. It's rookie mini camp. It's uh, uh and then you got the veterans that come in, and you got OTAs, and then you got a mini camp, and then you go straight to training training camp. So, right. you know, every day be the first person in the, the building, the last person out. Genuine. Don't like just right. stand around and like oh, I'm gonna be here. And try to stay out. You know, you know the cardinal rule: stay out the training room. You know, that's, yeah, that's the yeah. cardinal rule. But man, yeah. it's uh, what what excites you the most about this new venture in your life going to NFL? Man, it, it's been my dream ever since I was five years old. Man, you know, ever since you know, 
my my dad started coaching me my first year. Um, ever since I was like five, uh, five, six years old, you know, and, and it's always been my dream. I used to grow up watching uh, Trent Cole was my favorite defensive end mm-hmm. growing up. I remember that Trent Cole. Mm-hmm. Trent Cole Eagles. was my guy, mm-hmm. and, and I always said that's what I want to be like, you know, and. You know, I, I just follow the dream. And, you know, I, I, I got to give thanks to, you know, my middle school coaches, you know, Coach Cross and uh, Coach Wise for not letting me quit. My mom, I wanted to quit football in seventh grade. I wanted to quit. I was done with football. In mm-hmm. seventh grade, my mother did not let me quit mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. You know, when I got to high school, when I got to high school, ninth grade, it, it was kind of bumpy for me, you know. But then my head coach, um, and my defense, uh, defensive line coach, Coach Slack, you know, he sat me down and he told me, he said, listen, you take care of your grades and let me take care of the football stuff, I promise you I'll get you a D1 scholarship. And that's what he did. So, you know, it's, it's always been my dream. And, and like I said, when I got to college, I just felt like I didn't have a choice but to make it for my family and for the mm-hmm. people who support me. You don't want to disappoint them. And, mm-hmm. I, I, and I want to tell you this too, brother, because making, making the NFL – just making it, like getting it invited, is hard. Right. Sitting in a chair, when I say making the squad, is even harder. So it's, right. it's going to be important for you to understand that this is going to be a phase each and every single week until you make the 53-man roster. So anxiety mm-hmm. is going to be a, at, your, at an all-time high. But I want you to have fun, man. Go have fun out there, bro, because – it can be taken away from you the next day, literally. Like, they can come and grab your playbook, and you ain't even do nothing wrong. So, uh, at the same time, I just want you to embrace this moment, man. I want you to go out there and do your best, stay healthy, and go and show the Tampa Bay Buccaneers why they chose the right person, a guy like you, to go out there and make a difference on their team. Yes, sir. Hey, Anthony, man, before we let you go, I want to talk to you about this feed the gut thing you got going on, bro. Feed Aren't the you? gut. Feed the gut, man. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about that. All right. So, um, originally when I first came into FIU, I was a defensive end. I, came, I went into FIU at like, I don't know, 220 maybe. And then uh, mm-hmm. by the end of that summer, I had jumped up to like 260. Ooh. So I put on a little bit of weight. Most of it was beer weight, um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, um, when Coach Davis came in, I, I kind of made that transition to uh, defensive tackle because um, we was already pretty deep at defensive end, and and, and we needed help at the uh, defensive tackle position. So you now I put on weight, and you know my gut just seemed to keep getting bigger and bigger. Um, so. One game, I believe it was UTSA, my wrestler junior year. I got my first sack of the season, my first career sack. And, um, you know, my shirt was always hanging halfway, so my gut was halfway out <laughs> and everything. And uh, my boy Chris Miller, you know, we get I, I get to the sideline after the sack, man, and he's like, he's like, man, you better feed that thing. You got to feed it tonight. And, like, it started registering. And then, and then my boy Ike Brown, he gave me the celebration of doing, you know, I, I do a little – um, I rub my belly, you know, feed the gut. So I kind of put two and two together, and then that came along, feed the gut, and then it was it like everything else just fell into place after that. The whole team, uh, my nickname was the gut uh, with the team around campus and all that. So that's, that's pretty up, cool. Man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like man, that. I like that. I like that a lot. But uh, hey, man, we uh, wish you a lot of luck, man, a lot of success, and we hope you continue to feed that gut, dude. And when you make it big, bro, don't forget about Limit City Live podcast now. You got to right. come back and talk to us, man, when you get that that six-figure deal. Don't get brand new now. Yes, sir. Always. Always. All right. All right, brother, man. We wish you the best, man, and take care of you and your family, brother. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys for giving me the time. Oh, for sure, dude. Thanks for coming on. All right, man. Appreciate it. Have a good one. All right, man. Well, that was Anthony Johnson. Thanks. Thanks so much. Feed the gut. Coming on the show. <laughs> I like that. Feed the gut. Because I'm hungry, too. That's right, man. Hey, you know me, man. I never turn down food. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, you're pretty skinny, guys. So you can you can definitely. I can. I don't know. Where... Not, not you know our what it is, other. Say, in- intermittent uh, fasting, dude. Our other co-hosts can't do that. That's you true. can intermittent fast. He'll probably have a stroke or something. <laughs> <laughs> see, the thing is, you, you, you guys never see me turn down food, but I do turn it down before noon. Yeah. Smart, man. Yeah. Your body, you understand your body. You, I you, guess. you have the cheat code to life. <laughs> That's right. 
up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right. Be a, I'm actually playing Mike Tyson Punch Out on, on my yeah? son's Wii. That's I mean, awesome. I'm sorry, uh, Nintendo Switch. That's what's up, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you to Anthony Johnson for coming on the show. Thank you to Edwin for cleaning your fish tank. <laughs> and thank you to our listeners who came in and joined with us, episode 155. And also thanks to Magic City Casino and Magic City Highlight. You know, we can do it without you guys. Thank you so much for being a part of our Limit City Live podcast. Hey, man, the next season's right around the corner, dude. That's true. You ready, bro? I'm always ready, bro. That's what's up, man. All right, y'all. We'll see you next week. I wrote a song about it like the kid here go. You live every Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Records played on Wednesday. <laughs> Lemon City. La, 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 la.